Do you ever struggle with your fuzzy brain? I do. Welcome to the Uncluttered Office Podcast. Here I share what I've discovered from my challenges with ADHD and chemo brain. I'm your host, Katherine Avery. I'm a former Wall Streeter, now certified productive environment specialist and ADHD productivity coach with well over 20 years of experience in business, office design, and productivity. I'm a badass cancer survivor and thriver, wife, mom of a teen and a cat, and a lifelong geek. I'm old enough now to be proud of it. I've learned that whether we lose our keys, misplace our files, or constantly forget our appointments, we can design a work and home life that is simpler, easier, and fits who we are with our unique brains. I believe that to be truly productive, we need to learn how to be intentionally unproductive. A strange twist for a productivity coach. But hey, I love to ski, sail, and surf. Listen in and learn how to streamline your space and systems so you can be more focused, organized, and have more time to be intentionally unproductive. Hey everyone, Catherine Avery of ProductivityByDesign.com and your host of the Uncluttered Office podcast. And today I have two guests, something totally new and different for me, but these two are like attached at the hip, Eileen Green and Ted Palmer, and they are running Market Share Communications. Market Share Communications was started in 1986 to bring results-driven marketing and advertising services to small and middle market companies in Northern New Jersey and the New York, New Jersey metro area, started by Eileen. In 1976, Ted founded Design Graphics, a print graphics and marketing agency in Northern New Jersey. And in 2004, after reconnecting with Eileen, merged his company with Market Share Communications. They became co-owners and grew the business into a digital marketing agency serving small and middle market clients and nonprofits around the country. In October of 2008, Eileen was inducted into the New Jersey Advertising Club's Advertising Hall of Fame and in March of 2009 was named one of New Jersey's 50 Best Women in Business by New Jersey Biz. They are, they think the only husband and wife marketing agency in the tri-state area, or maybe even further. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having us. So let's start with the odd couple. I love (laughs) that you wrote this in your form, Eileen, because I know you well from being in a networking group together, Collaborex, and I've gotten to sort of see this in action, but share with the group what it's like to be working with your husband in a firm together. (laughs) Can I tell our quick story? Of course. Sort of introduce us. So Ted and I knew each other when we were teenagers. We went to summer camp together, and I'm going to do the real abbreviated version. We're all a group of kids from Brooklyn, all friends, grew up, went our separate ways. This was pre-Facebook, LinkedIn, all that stuff. And um, I married, unbeknownst to me, Ted married. We both had families, subsequently divorced. I was running my business, coming out of an appointment one day in a blizzard, and I hear a man in the parking lot calling my name. I look across, I see this strange guy approaching me, but he obviously knew who I was. He gets close to me and he says, you don't recognize me, do you? I said, I'm so sorry, but his voice was so familiar. And then he said the name of the camp, which was Camp Briar. And I went, oh my God, 
And then we exchanged business cards, looked at each other's cards, saw that we both owned our own marketing firms, started meeting as friends just, you know, to catch up and so forth. And um, as I like to tell it, he wasn't being any more forthcoming than just a gentleman at a business lunch. I was feeling feelings that I wanted it to go further. (laughs) So I gave him a kiss one day, not on the cheek. (laughs) (laughs) And as we say, the rest was history. I made him dinner one night. He sat down in a chair, fell asleep and never left. Oh, my God. (laughs) We've been together since then. And we merged our companies, as you said, in... um, back in the beginning of the 2000s. And we built, I mean, working together is um, an interesting thing for a husband and wife. And I think because of our personalities, it works. And you want to talk a little bit about it? (laughs) Yes. Hello, all. What we do that's different than perhaps a solopreneur or someone who's running a small business we have the luxury of being able to bounce ideas off each other. And it's so important to have a a person, a sounding board to take your ideas, either build upon them or say, well, that's a horrible idea. (laughs) Now, the thing that I think that so many people in business miss is somebody else's input. And what we're able to do when we're working on things, is to come up with an idea, really beat the heck out of that idea, positives, negatives, etc., and possibilities where that idea can go, where it could be utilized. And it's so important to have someone like an Eileen or a Ted in the situation to actually be able to do that. So you have a home-based private mastermind. Exactly. Yeah. That's pretty great. 24-7. 24-7. Yeah. Wow. Hopefully you let Eileen sleep once in a while. <laughs> not much. I, I try not to because I, <laughs> sleeping is overrated. So I've heard a friend of mine used to say, I can sleep when I die. That's My dad right. used to say that. I'll be sleeping for a long time. I don't want to sleep right now. Oh, God bless you. Yeah. But, um, you know, back to the point of working with a spouse, you have to be able to really respect each other. Because listen, there are days where we don't agree on how to handle a client's account or you know some internal thing going on with our own company. And it's tough sometimes. You, know, you really go at each other and realize, well, I gotta, when the day is over, we still have to be able to <laughs> you know, sit down to dinner and, and watch TV and be civil to each other. So I think what comes out and for me, it's always been that I respect him tremendously. I don't always agree with him, right? but the respect is there. And I think it's the same. It's nice to hear the first time in a row. <laughs> Weisenheimer. <laughs> and that really helps because we do have differences. And, and oftentimes our differences are what give us the strengths that we bring to the clients. Right. So I know you describe Ted as the organized neat freak who's big picture and that you're more creative and detailed, disorganized, creative is how you called yourself. (laughs) But those negatives can easily be considered great positives. I mean, Eileen, the creative and detail-oriented implementation piece for you and then Ted with this overall big picture, 
Talk a little bit about that and how that influences how you run your marketing company. Well, to me, everything starts with the result that the client is looking for. Because people come to us and one of the first questions we ask is, what do you want? And do you really want it? You have a burning desire to achieve this. Because if you're not clear on what you want, then there's just no way that we're going to be able to give them the solution and the ways and means to get what they want. Right. Once we're established on their desires, in essence, to repeat again, what they really want, then we can build a plan to those wants as to the actions that need to take place, the behaviors that need to be learned, the clientele they want to do business with, channels of distribution, and we basically build on that thought. Once we have that, then it basically goes to Eileen to say, Eileen, what do you want to do with this now? Mm. Yeah, so Ted is the idea person. And we were at a potential new client just the other day. And in the course of the meeting, he was rattling off all these great strategic things we could do with them. And I'm thinking, stop giving it away. (laughs) But truthfully, that's why clients feel comfortable coming to us because we're already sharing. And that's where he comes in. His ideas are phenomenal. I come in where I'm doing a lot of the content writing. You know, I'm really honing in on the details of how we're going to come up with this. I put the social media calendar together. He'll come up with the ideas. I come up with, like we said, the details. The difference between us is we often work this close together many days. (laughs) Me sitting right here. My computer is just to the right of me. And my desk, if I would show you now, you'd probably get scared as an ADHD coach because we should talk. I have papers. (laughs) We do that. Yeah, we should. I have papers, piles everywhere. And yet, if he'll ask me for something, most of the time, I can find what I need. Not immediately, but pretty quickly. Ted, on the other hand, and this is where his strength is also, is he's very organized. He's orderly. And he drives me to do some of what I do. He'll say, did you take care of so-and-so's email today and I'll go, oops. So I sit down and get it done. So that's how we, you know, we complement each other in a lot of ways. Right. My training, I guess, uh, being in business for several years and being the, the son of my father was always keep your desk clean, keep a blank pair there ready to write down what needs to be done. When you're working with a tool, put it back when you're finished in the place that you took it from. And that's my way of doing things. Therefore, we, there you go. Exactly. So I just showed that I have a white pad on my desk. (laughs) I'm not quite as tidy and neat and organized as Ted. I'm probably somewhere between Eileen and Ted. (laughs) The white page makes you my sister. So (laughs) there you go. There you go. I always have to have a pen and paper ready. I can't, I go nuts if I don't have one right there. Right. Because there's so many things that are going on. Once you write it down, 
it becomes alive and real and something to do. And what we've recently added to the list is put a date that it needs to be done. Oh, amen to that. Yeah. You know, we're juggling several clients at a time. They're each in a different phase of the marketing program, you know, to have to remember somebody's blog needs to go up. Somebody has to have an email going out. Well, when is this all happening? So we've taken to dating and calendarizing for ourselves, which really has been helping. It's mission critical. And I do this with my admin. I just wrote her three different notes and I said, okay, this we need to do right now, you know, before the weekend. And I was like, I throw out this idea, right? And then the next one I throw out, I'm like, wait a minute, now she's going to be overwhelmed. Too many ideas. I'm like, all right, put this in the calendar and our Todoist, which is where we keep our project management. Right. That we're going to discuss this Tuesday. So we have this neat little thing in Todoist where you can tag things. And there's a tag that I call weekly meeting. And so all she has to do now is tag that weekly meeting. We come to our weekly meeting. And boom, 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 boom. There's all the topics all listed out because I'm like that. I'm going to just scribble it down somewhere and it's going to get lost forever. But if someone else, you know, puts it in my calendar and makes me do it, it gets done. And makes it real. Yeah. Yep. Key. You know, when you complete a task, in my mind, it's good for business because then you have a something to bill for, because if you do all the things for the client during that month, at the end of the month, you can send a bill. If you're just doing certain things and you're not really calendarizing them and completing them, why are you sending a bill for? You're running a hobby. You're not running a business. Yeah, you're, you can't bill 60%. You got to bill 100%. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah, because it's very confusing with all the, all the percentages. I've done 60% of the project, so that'll be, you right. know, doesn't, doesn't work. work. Doesn't work that way. But, you know, we find even working with our clients when we start a marketing program, because we are often building or rebuilding a website. We are sometimes working on their logo and a little bit of branding. We're definitely doing social media. We're writing content. They want to do everything at once because that's, you know, they hire us and it's like, well, let's go. But right. there is... A methodology and there's a process for getting things done. And that goes along with what we're talking about, which is calendarizing everything, priorities. What's the most important priority? And then we go from there. I like to think of it as our business strategy Mm. for ourselves. And strategy goes along with planning. And planning goes along with tasks that need to be accomplished and completed. Because if you don't do one part of it, you're going to slip and you're not going to do the rest. It's Everything is dependent on that which comes before. It's so important. Again, that's my organized mind. Right. Versus my, my lovely wife's creative mind. Saying, well, let's do it this way. Let's do it that way. I say, make up your mind and let's go. I tend to want to do five things at once as those of us who... And I said this to you, Catherine, in my notes that I think I'm an undiagnosed ADHD. Right. Having listened to your podcast, many of them, and, and read some of your, you know, your posts and things, I feel like, oh, my God, that's describing me. I've never been officially diagnosed, but I have that uh, scatterbrain where I start something and then I see an email come in and I go, oh, let me just read that email. And then that leads me to do something right. else. So I'm working really hard at 
trying to stay on track this many years into my business. Eileen, there are days that I, and it, and it <laughs> happened today where I noticed something and then I went here and then I went there. I'm like, no, you're preparing for the podcast. Yeah. Stop, go back. You're right. preparing for the podcast. I'm like literally talking to myself at my desk because I knew I only had X amount of time and I'm recording two podcasts today. So that means I'm not preparing for one podcast and preparing for two. You know, then this email came in and you know how it is. You have to turn off the notifications sometimes. I know. So I call you and me spaghetti on the wall. And Ted, Ted is the guy there with this scoop, putting it back in the bowl. (laughs) I love that. I love that. That's, That's how scary. I envisioned it. The, the, the vision is scary to me. <laughs> get it in the bowl, Ted. Get it in the bowl. I will get every piece of that spaghetti off the wall, wash the wall, probably paint it. Okay? That's and I may be changing the floor, too. Oh, my goodness gracious. You yeah. are a neat neck. Yeah, he is. And sometimes it's a little tough. But like I said, at the end of the day, we do make it work. And it sounds great. I love it. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So you started to allude to some of the ways you work with clients. I would love to hear maybe one or two strategies that are great marketing techniques for small companies. I think a big one, you know, if a company is so small or a solopreneur is not ready to hire an agency yet, there are some things they can do themselves. Again, it's time consuming, but if if you set up your priorities, you can definitely make it work. And one thing that is having huge success is the blogs that we're doing for clients that somebody can do on their own. And what we advise people is do a little research on Google in your field, in your profession, whatever it is, and see what are the questions people are asking Google because people want to know things. So they put it in as a question. Right. And pick that question and write a blog with the answer to it. Right. So it really, we're finding with clients that we work with, Blogs that we wrote two and three years ago are still having that impact because people are looking for this particular thing. I'll give you an example just so so your audience understands. We have a kitchen remodeling company. And one of the things that people are always Googling on the internet is the difference between quartz and marble and uh, granite countertops. Granite, yeah. put it in that way. So we titled the blog, The Difference Between Quartz, Granite, and Marble Countertops. That blog, when we check their analytics, is getting hit year in and year out, month in and month out. So that's bringing the audience to his website, and that's bringing the business in. So blogging titled the right way has a huge impact 
Social media, of course, we're all using it. But what we tell our clients is have a strategy. Why are you on social media? Mm -hmm. If you're on, you know, make sure the channel you're using is appropriate for your type of business. You know, someone who's doing crafts is going to use a different channel than a B2B manufacturer. So Mm -hmm. look at the channels. There are so many out there now, but the main ones, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube are the main ones. And YouTube brings me to say, use your phone and do mini videos people want to watch rather than read. So those are the three things. And anyone really today Mm -hmm. can do that. I have a few more. Okay. Okay. Tell people who you are. People Mm. don't know who you are from whether you're in a small group, but everyone should find out who is in the room with them and what they do. And use a story, become a storyteller as to how you help somebody because a light bulb will go off in their head saying, oh, I have a friend who could use a guy like you. Right. The storytelling, too, has become a big part of branding. And as we started this podcast with our story, that's how people remember us. Right. Sometimes we'll tell that story in a group and months later, someone will call and say, I need some marketing. I remembered hearing your story. Mm. So storytelling and branding and marketing is huge. And I've really moved towards that model as much as I can to be telling stories. You should. People remember that and it it resonates with them. Right. Also. Because of the Zoom and uh, the meetups and so forth, this technology has become so important to actually meeting people. Years ago, we used to go from one client to another. Maybe we could see two or three clients a day. We can see five to 10 clients a day now. Right. Face-to-face meetings and short, but very dedicated to one person. How often does it take, you have the opportunity to be in front of a person, have their interest and attention for even five minutes. Right. Whether you're selling or just presenting yourself. Right. As this is who I am, and this is the product service that can give you the result that you want for your specific problem. You become a solutions person rather than a product or a service person. And just one last thing about, you know, what small and uh, small businesses and solopreneurs can do. It's uh, I just lost my train of thought. How weird is that? I'm so sorry. So that's one of those pieces of spaghetti. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I just I had a great idea and I lost it. Okay, that's all right. All right. It'll come back. It'll come back. You have a pad, darling. I know, but I didn't write it down. As you were talking, I thought, this is a great idea. And then it just flew out of my head. See, you just illustrated Ted's point. (laughs) I hate when that happens. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) When you're an intelligent person, I see the the dendrites and so forth in our brains firing and firing. And they fire so quickly that... (laughs) When you're excited about an idea, you're excited to say something because so many things are going through your mind at the same time. Yeah. You can forget it. Thank you. It'll come back. As It'll meant to be yours. Probably when we're finished here. That's okay. I can add it to the show notes. <laughs> so what is your favorite 
productivity strategy? What do you do to keep productive other than obviously you two are a great balance for one another for getting things done and doing the calendar? Any great idea around that? I mean, to me, and and it comes back to what we were joking about, but the list, honestly, there is nothing more productive. And some people like to do it on their phone or their computer. You know, there are electronic lists that are great apps. We just, because we're a little of the older generation, we like having a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and writing it down. And there's something about the actual writing of it to Ted's point earlier that makes you, it goes into your brain better when we write things down. Sometimes when we're at a meeting, we'll write notes, not because we need them, but it helps to remember. So, I mean, to us, that's really a productive thing. And you know, that's scientifically proven, right, Eileen? There is a hand-brain connection. Yeah, Yeah. there is some, I mean, Ted will always have a pad. I'm filling up pads like crazy because it gets into my brain that way. Right. I had to throw out a whole bunch of them recently and it was really hard yeah. to do. I mean, uh, like, is there, is there I a, have them. a gold mine in there somewhere that I'm going to miss if I throw this out? Oh. So see, that's you know, the so, spaghetti so, side. Right. But sometimes in the evening when we'll just be relaxing and watching a program, I come in with a huge pile and he says, what are you doing? And I say, I'm just going through all these notes because some of them are, you know, we don't need them. But sometimes right. I find a gem in there that I forgot about. Oh, you bet. Sure. Sure. So I love that idea. I'd love, and and I know we already got our productivity pointer, but just really in like two minutes or less, talk about how you create a content plan. So, you know, like some people do a theme for a week or a month. Where do you stand on that? Yeah. Yeah, it's different. I think it's different depending on the client, the industry or profession they're in. You know, we have a financial advisor and we're doing it that way. We pick a topic for the month. Right. We do a blog on it. He's advertising in a magazine. So there's an article about it that goes to the magazine. We do an email blast to his his database and that links them to the blog on his website. And then we do some social posts. So we're keeping that particular topic alive for a whole month. Right. That's also working too. It's getting a lot of traction. I mean, then there are clients that, because of the type of, we have a nonprofit and they run events. So we're always, you know, we have to keep the content fresh because three right. or four events are going on one after another. So right. that's a different kind of content strategy. It's real. You really have to be specific about yeah. the type of business you're in. Definitely. Start with the strategy. What do you want to do? Right. Once you write down your strategy, you write down things to do, the actions to do. What message do you want to get to these people? Do they need specific dates and times to see a uh, a production, to to, uh, visit a website, to uh, Call to uh, call to action? All these things have to be written down on that blank piece of paper. So when you think about it, you don't have to rethink or remember it because it's always right. there. And you can then build upon it. And in a matter of a few minutes, a half hour, you have the basic plan written out. Right. And that's the other thing. I mean, what we tell clients and what I would tell your audience is if you do it a month out ahead of time, so if you're having a tough week or you're busy, you don't feel, oh my God, I didn't do anything right. for the marketing. Exactly. It's already been done. 
and then you can always catch up a little later. Agree. That was brilliant. Thank you for doing that. How can people find you? Well, they can find us at marketsharecomm.com. That's our website. And our number is 973-299-8001. And we'd love to hear from the audience, even if they just have some comments. We, you know, we enjoy doing this sort of thing. Well, I know you're great at it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This is great. Thank you so much for sharing some great ideas and some great strategies for our audience. I will make sure that your website and phone number are in the show notes so that people can see them visually as well. And I so appreciate your being on. Thanks, Ted and Eileen. Thanks, Catherine. You've been listening to the Uncluttered Office Podcast, available on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and www.productivitybydesign.com. I'm your host, Catherine Avery. If you like what you've heard, please share this episode with someone you think needs it. I would love for you to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Your reviews make my heart sing and can help even more people find the gifts in their productivity challenges. Thanks for listening and see you next week. This podcast is part of the Sound Advice FM network. Sound Advice FM, women's voices amplified.